0: recording. Good evening. Today is Wednesday, October 18th, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter is chapter 11, A Vision for You. And our speaker tonight is Veronica B. Thank you, Veronica. Take it away.
1: Hi, thank you. My name is Veronica and I am a recovered compulsive overeater in uh, Santa Monica, California. And I am so honored to be asked to uh, share with you my recovery. I want to thank Meredith. Uh, thank you. And I want to thank uh, Subin for showing up and supporting me. That's what we do, right? We support each other. We so- show up for each other. And that's, that's what this chapter is about. You know, chapter 11, a vision for you. It's a, uh, there's two things about this chapter. It's um, that recovery is an ongoing journey and that there's always new opportunities for growth and progress. And and also that this chapter um, specifically emphasizes the importance on staying committed to the program and to continue to, to get support through AA and the fellowship, I mean, through OA and the fellowship and of course our higher power. So, um, in short, it's a way of life. You know, this is my experience. This is a way of life for me. Um, I'll share a little bit of what it was like, what happened, what it's like for me today, and then I'll 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 talk about this chapter. Um, I believe I was born a compulsive eater because at a very young age, as a child, I used food for an effect. I didn't know that then, but I love to overeat. I was the only child in the in my household, I was told by my aunts that I was the only child I would ask for seconds at dinner time. And that I always had um, a pacifier in each hand. Like I always wanted, you know, I always wanted to eat. And um I was an overweight child my whole childhood. And when I was 15 years old, I asked my mom to take me to a diet doctor and that doctor gave me amphetamine pills. And these the pills took away my appetite. And I lost 40 pounds on these pills. When I went back to get more pills, the doctor wouldn't give me any more. He says that I have I had reached my goal weight. And I was devastated. Okay. And that is the same time that I discovered eating and throwing up. I had found the solution for my for my uh spiritual malady because for me like I have a god-sized hole inside i something feels off for me you know it and it talks about here in chapter 11 where it says that um most normal folks drinking means conviviality companionship and a co- it's it's a companionship right like for me food was my companion you know it relieved me of boredom and worry and um, on the natch, on you know, I am an isolator, and um, through working the steps and incorporating this fellowship into my life, it's it's taught me to like I have to stay in connected to you. By staying connected to you, that keeps me connected to my higher power. Um, but I'll, I'll share a little bit about that in, in a little bit. But um, so I discovered eating and throwing up. And I did that for about 15 years. I practiced that behavior for about 15 years until uh, 2009, when I came into the rooms of over Anonymous. And, and um, I thought I was going to die eating and throwing up. I really thought it had become like a part of my my lifestyle. You know, I'd wake up in the morning and I say, "Okay, today I'm not going to. I'm not going to throw up. Today I'm not going to overeat." And then by midday, if I would t- just take that extra bite or if I would just have that extra snack, like something would trigger in my head and I would just go and go on a binge, you know, and it was a vicious cycle. That's how it was for me until I came to you guys in 09. Uh, I got a sponsor right away and she got me really busy. Um, in over years anonymous, she told me to get three phone numbers of women and call them every day. She told me when I went to meetings, I had to, I was not allowed to sit down in the corner by myself. I had to go around and shake other women's hands. She said, I had to talk to the women in the room that, that looked the most uncomfortable. These were her suggestions to me. And God forbid, if she ever came to a and she saw me sitting down before the meeting started, I'd get an earful, you know? So, you know, I didn't understand how these actions were going to help me But they, I just, I came in so desperate and so, so um, out of answers that I was very surrendered and I wanted a a different way of life. And I was very attracted to her recovery and uh, because she had also been a a bulimic and she seemed really happy in her own skin. And that's what I wanted. So I was willing to do anything she suggested because I wanted this way of life. I wanted to be free of the bondage of self because food had this hold on me like nothing like nothing had a hold on me the way food did and um but really what it was is i was longing for a connection with god like i was longing for a connection with with fellows you know and um so that's what started my journey in 09 and i um i i like half measured my program i was i i had the obsession to to binge and throw up was removed. However, my food plan wasn't, was very, um, was not clean. I did not have food neutrality, not until I um, started working the steps out of the big book and came and I, I discovered a vision for you meetings and those really spoke to my soul. And they just, they just reached me like no other, I don't know if I was just ready, if I was really surrendered or what, but I had a different experience in 2019 when my sponsor took me through the steps out of the big book. And that's how I worked the steps today. And I've had food neutrality ever since I've been recovered and, and I've been able to, um, incorporate these tools through, through hard times, which is, which is what this chapter is about. Like we will experience hard times. And so it is very imperative that we stay very grounded and have a very solid foundation in our program. Um, and so that's what this chapter is about. Okay. It talks about, um, that we need a sufficient substitute on page 152. You know, we need a sufficient, a sufficient substitute, right? Cause I'm taking the food away. So now I need a sufficient substitute. Uh, and it is vastly more than that. It is a fellowship and Alcoholics Anonymous. Here you will find release from care, boredom and worry. Okay. So, um, so um, a higher power and the fellowship, that for me is a sufficient substitute for me to, to stay in God's flow, to stay in the flow, right? To t- stay in the spiritual flow. And, um, and I have to do certain things every day, which, like I said, it's a way of life you know i do certain readings i i always attend a meeting i um connect with my higher power i got to get quiet and connect with higher power and um i have a sponsor that i am um current with she knows everything about me and i have sponsees and that's another thing that i was taught very early on that i i always have to be helping others you know And um, in working the steps, that's what I had that rearrangement of, like, I went from selfish to helping others, you know, like today, I don't think about what can I get out of it. I think about what can I contribute? How can I contribute to this situation? You know, I get to demonstrate this miracle that's my life through at my, at my, my, with my family, at work. With my relationships with friends, and um, and so that's, and I continue to do today what I did in in the beginning of my recovery. Um, so I'm just going to talk a bit more about the chapter now, uh, because it talks about where, you know, a vision for you. It's trying to help us understand that this is a way of life, and I I I have to continue doing what I did when I first started program i just don't work the steps and then i'm finished and i graduate and then i can eat whatever i want that's not this and if you think that's what you want you're in the wrong room i am so sorry to break the bad news to you this is a spiritual program which means you know i had to change everything about myself i had to change how i think i had to change how i approach life Um. And um I, I do have a food plan that takes care of the allergy part of my illness, you know, because I have an allergic reaction to certain ingredients. And then I have the obsessional mind, which is the second part of step one, the unmanageability. So um, so the food plan, my food plan takes care of the allergy and the 12 steps, practicing the 12 steps and the connection with God takes care of the unmanageability of my illness, my obsession thinking, which I have. And I still have that today, which is why I have to continue to do this work every single day. And, um, you know, on page 153, I love where it says, the age of miracles is still with us. Our own recovery proves that. That is the best news I can share with you today. I ate and threw up for 15 years. How does that get removed? You know, not by me. It got removed by God in God's time through working these steps, through surrendering that I had this allergy and to surrendering that I have a certain allergic reactions to foods. And then there's foods that cause a phenomenon of craving, surrendering my will to God, you know, really having the intentions to do God's will. Like, you know, Saying to myself, you know, before saying something, is this really aligned with God's will? Is this going to be pleasing to God if I say this? Is this action that I'm going to take along spiritual lines? Is this going to enhance my spirituality? You know, these are the things that I have to ask myself before I take take that action or have that intention, right? Because on a natural, I'm like selfish and self-centered, which is really the root of my problem and illness. And, um, and so this, this book, you know, it talks, there's a story here where Bill talks about, he's having a really hard time on page 154. Um, Bill's having a really hard time and it says he wanted to, he wanted so much to talk with someone, but who, you know, he's, he's having a hard time. He, it says here, fear gripped him. Fear has gripped me many times in, in my recovery And, and, um, and when that happens, I've been trained, I've been trained to first ask God for help. Then, um, you know, if it's still lingering, I make a phone call or I go to a meeting or I journal or I walk around the corner, you know, I, I, or I get quiet, you know, and here, Bill, he talks about how fear gripped him. He didn't know what to do. He just knew that he he was on the verge of drinking, so he called his clerk. He called the clergy clergyman, asking who he could help. That's the power, and that's what I want to focus on. Bill was afraid, and instead of being in self pity and I'm a victim, he went straight to he redirected his thinking, and he he said to himself, "Who can I help?" Who can I help? And that's the altruistic part of this program. When I am helping you, I am not thinking about myself. That is the magic. You know, on days when I'm not having a good day, when I'm in self-pity, which I'm human, I have those days and my phone rings, maybe it's a sponsee, maybe it's an outreach call and I really don't want to answer it. You know what I do? I answer it anyways. I answer it anyways. And I can't tell you how much better I feel that I answered the call and how much better I felt after the call, because in helping you, I'm not thinking about myself. I can't explain it. That's just how it works. And that's what Bill did. Bill made a call and they connected him to Dr. Bob. And then it's history after that, right? The two, they got together. He, um, he helped Bob get sober. Well, they helped each other stay sober. And, um, and Bob, and then alcoholics anonymous was created. But but the point is that Bill when he was afraid and in jeopardy of drinking he goes and he wants to help somebody. That is the point to this to this um story and how Bill has paved this this path for us. O- only I have the power to help another compulsive overeater like nobody can yeah, like no psychiatrist, no doctor, because I understand and I know the suffering of compulsive eating because I've experienced it. I've had the, the the feelings of despair and self-loathing because of my compulsive eating. And um and nobody can tell me if if you didn't have the experience I was having, I I really didn't take I didn't take you serious. It just didn't have depth and weight for me. You know, I need only you understand my suffering like nobody else can. And that is the power of one compulsive eater talking with another compulsive eater. That is the power, you know, of of getting them to, to um, trust you. Thank you. To uh, trust because they see, they see, and we are the demonstration of the big book. We are the demonstration of a good life. We can, you know, I can go wherever I want. I I, I work, um, I travel for work. I'm all around the world and I get to stay abstinent. I get to, you know, not be afraid of people at work. And, um, you know, I get to take care of my mom. My mom is 82 years old with Alzheimer's and she lives in her own house and we have caregivers. I get to show up for my mom. I get to just love her to death. I'm so in love with my mom. You know, my, my, you know, my purpose today is to make my mom's life as comfortable as possible. You know, when I go there, I make it all about her. Even though she doesn't know who I am, I show up anyways. I don't go there taking anything from her, wanting anything from her. I just go there and just love on her. I just throw a bunch of love on her, you know. And it, it was a process. It was really hard for me to accept, you know that she had this awful illness. Um, but you know, it, it's a process. It's all the process. And um I used to I used to think and feel like, oh, I gotta be happy. I gotta find happiness, I gotta be happy before a program. And today, you're working these steps and getting a relationship with God, today what's important is like I pursue purpose today. That's what fills me up. I pursue responsibility today. You know, that is my drive today, you know. Um, And when I heard someone like the other day, I was very inconsiderate with my sister. It was her birthday. And I felt the need to bring up a very important topic with her on her birthday. It was a great day. And I brought up this this topic that could have waited. It could have waited. I didn't pause. And it hurt her feelings, and I wasn't able to make my amends to her for at least a week. And I have to tell you how awful I felt for that week. I felt so awful, you know. But I finally got to make my amends. I took accountability, and I was being very inconsiderate. I was in. I told her how inconsiderate I was. It was of me, and um, you know. And I had to set that right. But because I can't afford, I can't afford to live. Uh, selfishly today. I can't afford to hurt people's feelings. I can't afford to live in resentment. You know, all that will drive me to um, thinking the food looks good, you know, and that's how it starts. It, it doesn't start with, you know, I want to binge today. No, it starts with, you know, is my actions in line with spiritual principles? You know, that's where it starts. It starts with, a, you know, a lie. It starts with, you know, starting to not do what I say I'm going to do, not keeping my commitment, like little things like that. It starts to wear at, at me, you know, and this and my higher power, I'll just talk a little bit about my higher power. I think I have like one minute left. For me, it's a feeling. I feel like I am like safe and protected. I feel like no matter what happens, like I'm going to be okay. It's a feeling, you know, and, and it's like when my intuition's telling me something, that's God. That's God like way deep down inside, trying to tell me, no, Veronica, you know, or maybe that's not a good idea. You know, that's where I get to pause and I get to ask God for more help. And, you know, I just don't pretend like I don't have these, you know, this intuitive feeling, but that's God for me because that's where my God lives, like way deep down inside, you know, but I do have to continuously do what I did when I first got abstinent. Um, in order to keep this and I got to give it away in order to keep this and um it's all the it's it's all part of living these 12 steps and applying them to everyday life you know and um it says abandon yourself to God ask God God what is your will show me what your will is for me today let me do your will God that's what abandoning myself to God looks like you know God showed me and he shows me. And um, I think with that, I pass.
0: Thank you so much, Veronica. I really appreciate it. That was really beautiful and honest and clear. Thank you. And we will now open the meeting for questions or for three-minute shares, as this is a big book study Sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions or star nine, if you're on the phone and our Zoom host, Claudine D will call the raised hands in order and ask you to unmute when it's your turn. And our timekeeper, Anne, would you please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when the time is up? And if Veronica is asked a question, please allow three minutes for her answer. Meredith, come on in.
2: Sorry, I'm getting all distracted over here. Um, <laughs> Meredith B recovered, recovering compulsive overeater in Nashville, Tennessee. Thanks so much, Veronica. That was really great. Um, I need to spend more time in this chapter. There's a lot of really great nuggets in there. Um I was talking to a newcomer today who doesn't even know she's a newcomer yet. That's how new she is. She's just doesn't know where to start, what to do next. Um, and it occurred to me, this thought has occurred to me lately, but, and especially I'm reminded, I was reminded when I spoke to her, how scary the prospect of putting down our food and my putting down my food was, and putting myself in her shoes, I, I, I mean, I just couldn't fathom. I couldn't fathom it. I couldn't fathom life without it. And um, part of my story is that I think you and I, Veronica, are almost on the same track. I I came in 2011, but didn't get recovery until over a decade later. Um, because I had to try all of my ideas out (laughs) first. I had to prove to myself that I couldn't do this by myself. Um, and another thing that I got to share with her, uh, you were talking about one compulsive eater to another and how there's just trust there. And we understand each other like no other. And, uh, I I got to go to um oh I think I said this yesterday that you know I went to a retreat this weekend but what you said reminded me of it just like fellowshipping with these women that are you know friends who I dearly love who I wouldn't know if I wasn't in this program and that is amazing to me. We normally wouldn't mix and, um, that we are just open books with each other because there's nothing, there's nothing to hide. Like we've, we've already, you know, put it, put it all out there. So all we, we just get to love each other and accept each other and like, let our friendships blossom and grow. And it's so Beautiful. It is so beautiful. I've never had friends like this before. Um, what else did oh when you talked about um counteractions? I feel like that uh learning that in here, it's okay. like it's okay. It taught me how to grow up, you know. You don't want to do this, Meredith, but do it anyway, and it grows me up so um. Thanks again, Veronica, for being here and sharing, and I'll pass.
3: Thanks,
4: Meredith. McCall. Hi, I'm McCall C., recovered compulsive overeater. Um, And Veronica, thank you for your share. I appreciated so much of what you said. Um, It's interesting because this week, last week, fear has been kind of, I've been engulfed in fear, but also it's been on my mind a lot. And I talked to a fellow about it, um, not that long ago. And anyways, you saying, if I don't feel like it, do it anyway. I, I find myself in program lots of times, like fearful to share, feel fearful to make the outreach calls, fearful to answer my phone, um, getting caught up in self worrying. Okay. I might, I don't have enough experience. I don't have enough good things to share, whatever it is, but I appreciate what you say. Just do it anyways, because when I do that, that's where growth comes. And, and that's where I can be of service. I feel like, you know, lots of times in my life, I find myself falling into the trap of like doing things on my own terms of, you know, I'll answer the call when it's you know, when it's a good time or when I feel like it, or I'll attend this activity, if it sounds fun, or if it's something I want to do where, where it's not about me. And I just appreciate you reminding me of that. Um, I just love the phrase, instead of focusing on what can I get out of it, focus on what can I contribute. And yeah, I just wanted to jump on here, face my fears, claim my spot. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks,
3: McCall. Julie, AJ, come on in. Okay. Can you guys see and hear me right now? I can hear you. We can't see you. We have a black screen. I don't, I don't know. I lost everybody. I got a black screen too, but I'll just keep talking. How about that?
4: Okay.
3: <laughs> um, <laughs> Veronica, it was a really, really good share. And yes, I related to everything. And it's amazing when you get food neutrality and you are able to encourage and help other people. Um, I totally get when you just, oh my God, just looking at food or, you know, before I got. You know food neutrality, just looking at food would want to make me eat. It didn't even matter if I smell food I wanted to eat and couldn't just take that first bite. I agree with you because then it was over. It was all she wrote. so I am very thankful for this program. Very grateful for all of you that speak and share your strength, hopes, and experiences and I really appreciate all of my OA family and am very thankful for you guys. And thank you so much. And thank you for everyone's service. And I pass. Hopefully I'll find everybody again. Thank you, Julie.
4: Subin, come on in. I see been compulsive operator. Thank you so much, Veronica. I really appreciate you sharing. <laughs> i your miracle. Um, I loved, I wrote a lot of what you said and, um, that you had a whole rearrangement and you had to change everything about yourself and yeah, surrendering to God and asking, um, on a day-to-day basis, is this aligned with God's will? And as you were talking like about your sister and your interaction with your sister and having hurt her feelings and, having to sit with that and making an amendment. I was thinking about my interaction with my mom and I yelled at her over the phone earlier today, like out of fear and just out of criticism and judgment. And I was like, I did apologize to her via text. And I just, I felt, I know she has a lot going on right now. There's a lot going on with my family, with my dad being sick, sorry.
5: wasn't helpful to her, so I'm gonna call her and make it an a bad thing With that, I'll pass Thank you. Thanks, Subin.
0: Hi everyone, I'm Amy in California, compulsive eater, grateful to be here with you and looking for Veronica. There you are. Thank you. I, I, I related to so much you shared and I, and, and also to other shares really resonated with me. And, um, you know when you said the um this chapter is about something like how we show up in the world you know because we work the steps but then the whole point is that we we get to show up in a different way and um i related you know that that part you shared about bill gripped with fear and you acknowledge you can be gripped with fear sometimes and how you deal with that. And I appreciated that. And, um, you know, one of the things I learned in these rooms and from the big book is, you know, when we ask, you know, what is your will for me? That often means for me, and I think for many of us, taking a contrary action. And it's not comfortable. And it's not comfortable often for me. Um, I am an isolator. And even though I learned this re- round of, you know, coming back and working the steps again, that I, as you said, Veronica, it's it's the combination of higher power, God and fellowship that keeps me in that flow. I, I One alone is not somehow I think, you know, God, says you're a human being and you have to join the human race. And that was hard for me. I always felt like an outsider for, so thank you for highlighting that. But um, I can still isolate and I just want to own that because it's it's true. And I, I learned that, you know, what I share has less power over me. And I know that this is a home for me and I can take a contrary action. I remember my old sponsor saying, fight for the right to feel uncomfortable. That, you know, I'm so afraid of discomfort, even in recovery. And yet it passes the discomfort. And look what we get. Look what we get when we take that leap of faith. So I really appreciate all of you. And thank you again, Veronica. Thank you, everyone, for being here.
5: Thanks, Amy. Rochelle, come on in. Hi, family. Like I'm Rochelle. I am a compulsive overeater. I'm new to the program and I just wanted to um hop on and I I had a, a relapse and I have this is like day two absent again. And I just want to like reach out to um people so that i can get the help that i need thanks for everyone who's in service thanks for your story veronica it's funny how like when you're where i'm at you're like you want to see people who are successful like share about their relapse because you did you know it's like um it's something not to take lightly because i had absolutely no issues for three weeks and my um and my abstinence and my brain was just on automatic with the food. And then the moment I took that for granted or didn't, you know, uh, make it spiritual, the spiritual thing that it is, is—is just got a hold of me out of nowhere. And then um, once you do that, it's hard to get the same willingness. So... I'm just grateful to be here and hear everybody's shares and everybody's stories. And thank you for letting me share. Thank you,
3: Michelle. Uh, Lisa C., come on in.
6: Hi, family. My name is Lisa, and I am a compulsive overeater. And um, thank you for your beautiful share, (laughs) Veronica. I got a lot out of it. One of the things I really liked is you said you were able to incorporate these tools through the hard times. And also, I want to add, and also through the good times, because I went to a wedding this weekend. My daughter got married, and there was a lot of food and a lot of desserts, and I was able to stay abstinent through it you know, and this was, you know, time, you know, I'm also in the uh, AA. So I didn't, you know, all these things I didn't have to do. And so I always remember, you know, because a lot of times it's the good times too. <laughs> and I've been uh, to a lot of dinners lately and just been around it a lot and having to, um, and it's all good stuff. Um, Also a lot of stress involved and I'm learning how to go through stress and not having to pick up the food because of these tools that I've incorporated into my life and you said you know you know recovery is an ongoing journey and it truly is it's this is my life you know my life is centered around the steps and the program and the fellowship of you know of OA um, I need to be involved i need to be present i need to be doing service you know all these tools that you talk about um to help me stay away from that first compulsive bite you know they always told me you know i will pick up the food long before i actually pick it up it's usually something going on before so but if i stay active in the steps i'm i'm dealing with these things on a regular basis and i'm still learning um you know, I stay very close to my sponsor every day. I, I still send in my food, um, started sponsoring other women. And, it, you know, I'm starting to see some of the fruits of it, which is, you know, <laughs> that's what this is about. And and helping others, you know, um, people are asking me to help, you know, help asking for help. And that shows they see something in me and that something is going on. The other thing you talked about was your intuition and that is something I'm learning. I, I I pray, you know, to trust my intuition. And as I clean out all this garbage, as I clean out all the garbage and the sunlight of the spirit is able to, to open up that channel. Um, but I, what I've been really working on lately is learning to trust it because I didn't trust myself before. I didn't trust um, learning that, is that really what I heard? Is that what I'm supposed to do? But I'm learning to trust and, and know the difference when it is my higher power. But I always run it by somebody usually also <laughs> because this is an area, you know, um, I want to be accountable today. You know, and the other thing is is learning just I'm- to be honest. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa. I
0: just want to um, ask Claudine if you could start-